InsureTech 1.0 or 2.0 should still focusing on enhancing the insurance experience for the client, for the claim, for the agents versus disrupting. I mean, so many people came out here swinging big for the fans and they're like, we're here to disrupt and they end up building software that doesn't talk to anybody. The data doesn't flow and um, they spend three years building it and they're not in revenue stage. They burn through a lot of their reserves. Pleased today to be here with Jeff Shi. He is the founder of InsureTech Groups. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Maybe we can start just with a little little background on InsureTech Groups and what you're doing with the business. So InsureTech Groups is a consumer-facing, you know, frontline agency. Uh, we're a general agency and brokers, and um, you know, there's a lot of twists to where our plan is for the future. There has been a lot of entrance to the InsureTech world the last five years. You know, some chose to go toward a carrier MGA route, and um, some choose to go to the broker route. And um, everybody have a little bit different approach. Um, some of the founders are background in software. Some of the founders are background in Silicon Valley. Um, my background is actually insurance, running insurance agencies from zero policy to 23,000 policies in the Allstate world. And, um, and I think that gave me a little bit of advantage compared to some other founders. Um, insurance is a big space, right? So we're talking about $900 billion space. And a lot of people think what's going to evolve in the next five years, 10 years in the insurance world is just softwares. But I think there's so much more. I think there's going to be evolve, evolving in ever sector, ever verticals from software to embedded software that allow softwares to talk to each other, to claims, to service, to billing, and most importantly, to the broker side. Um, brokers and your insurance agent are your front line. They are the oldest professionals in the insurance industry. They are as old as when claims first existed, when adjuster first existed, right? So I think, you know, just like every other sector of insurance, we will be involving as industry as well. And, um, you know, InsurTech Groups is uh, basically a company I founded, and our goals will be in the forefront of that involvement. You know, what's that experience been like, sort of, you know, taking the traditional or bringing the traditional perspective to um, building something in a new model? There's a lot of feedbacks I have, you know, within the last three years engaging in this space. Um, I see a lot of VCs now from insurance. You know, venture capital is like, the steroid, right, to the insure tech world. They provide a capital, capital provide um, flexibility to ambitions, right? I can have a bit ambition as big as I want to, but sometimes ambitions are held back by people, ideas, and money. And um, the last five years, we saw a lot of people had a lot of freedom in their ambition because there's so much capital. They were able to burn through a lot of capitals and make a lot of mistakes and mistakes was cheap because there was so much capitals. And I think the next five years is going to be different. Next five years, your idea better be super sound. You better have a super proven team. And we are going to start seeing a lot more people being employed in the insure tech world from the insurance world versus just from the software world and from the Silicon Valley world and, and payment space world and, you know, fintech world. And and if you just look at today's news, right? I saw Insurance Journal today's news about how much money Chubb made Q2 
2023 when we're doing this recording, there's there's no tech there. I mean, well, there is tech, but Chubb just really, really, really good at insurance and they understand insurance and how to make money in insurance. And I think that's the basic fundamentals of we have to get insure tech be built on. And um, and I think another thing that if you're from the industry, you know really well that insure tech 1.0, 2.0 should still focusing on enhancing the insurance experience for the client, for the claim, for the agents versus disrupting. I mean, so many people came out here swinging big for the fans and they're like, we're here to disrupt and they end up building software that doesn't talk to anybody, right? The data doesn't flow and um, they spend three years building it, building it and they're not in revenue stage. They burn through a lot of their reserves. So we chose a very, very conservative route. I'm a conservative founder that, you know, we're building on a fixed operation. So insurance broker commissions, what we get paid from carriers, from different carriers, act like, acting like the insurance agency, those are fixed operations, right? We can, we have fixed expense. We can project on scaling based on all the fixed models versus you go traditionally into an MGA or carrier route where your loss ratio is not a fixed model, it's a variable model. And that put your, you know, much gambling stage, you know, you have to raise a lot more capital, you know, you win big, but you also can lose big. And we have seen some of the earlier 1.0 carriers that lost big. So my path to that destination is, you know, build the fix first and then test the variable next. In the past, you've had success figuring out how to scale sales teams to drive organic growth. Are there, are there certain, you know, to your point, are there certain principles from, you know, your past experience that you're, uh, bringing to, um, insure debt groups and, you know, what are the things that you're doing that are different or enable you to kind of maybe supercharge it in this new model? So one is, uh, my past background is building insurance team and scale it from zero to one. Zero to one is a harder thing we all know. And, um, I'm doing from a scale where, you know, how do I build profitability into everything I do? How do I build revenue and growth into everything I do? And it all starts with people. So I proud myself in having an amazing circle. Shout out to everybody in short tech groups and also the people that's, that helped me grow along the way. I have a lot of respect for people who come from inside sales operation of Geico, of Progressive and of Liberty Mutual. Um, those three companies breed amazing leaderships. And um, I have leaned on that side of the world in terms of hiring and recruiting. And then I just want to say, hey, you know what? I have a vision and then hire the right people to fit my vision and hire people who are strength to my downfall and also to help me translate my vision in my head on a piece of paper and on a piece of paper, take it to execution, execution, take it to um, actual real world success and fail failures and i think that's one thing that um that helped me to get here and then the other thing is i have a background in performance media marketing um from being a buyer to now at some point was a vendor um that has really helped me understand the funnels of traffic online and realize how expensive and how crucial it plays in being a profitable company is there a certain philosophy you have into customer acquisition and how you manage your customer acquisition costs? That question 
should be the last question every single VC put in front of their founders before they hand over the money. And I met this great gentleman. Uh, his name is Kush, and um, came from the Geico world. And he said that I Geico, you know, they said two things, right? Like your principal, your underwriting, everything you do had to be driven by the dollar and the people. And um, any successful company want to survive the hard market and the soft market have to understand that principle. I see VCs make decisions like, do we put a mural in cafeteria to wow the millennial that walk in that door that we have a Michael Jackson mural or something that we can spend, you know, 40 grand painting it? You know, can't even be a question when you're a startup. Doesn't matter how much VC funding you have. Not that there's actually anybody who's running that model, but I'm just giving you an example <laughs> because I haven't seen Shortech done it, but there are plenty of cryptos and fintech company i have seen them do crazy things that actually have zero return on dollars right you know just imagine if they put that money into more referral fees to sign up users sign up active account users how big they would grow how much you know active account they would have right you know just things like that so every single one of your decision guided by customers and dollars are there other principles on which you're building your business so you think others should focus in building their businesses? This one might not be popular. Can I say unpopular <laughs> things on here? Yeah, it's, it's not politically correct either. Mental health is something that we talk more and more about, right? There's a lot of outside noise that's now going to our mental health, right? So if you build a team, you have to say, hey, team, the next 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, 36 months, we're going on this journey. Block out everything that's a distraction to you and your team. And people got to sacrifice, you know, nine hours workdays are a joke because 12 and 14 is required. And I gone through a couple of startups the last three years. Uh, some did well, some horribly failed and, um, and there's a price for it. And as a founder, you must be very direct and upfront to the people that follow you on your journey. Say there's a price for this. There's four ways we might go. Lifestyle business, get acquired, IPO, the super success unicorn, where we can go bust. And what I learned the last three years is that conversation got to be put into place, especially when you hire not a frontline person, but leadership person. Leadership person got to be the example setters. So 14 hours is part of their role, is part of what they sign up for. And that very blunt conversation says you might lose some of your sanity, including your mental health, because this is what we signed up to do. Any other observations you have on the industry, you know, thoughts about what's going on today or what you see coming in the future? I think the future will have a lot more ENS. The days where you have one carrier blanket 50 states are gone. I think, you know, USA might really divide up their divisions. State Farm might really divide up their divisions. And I could see carriers pick up a bigger operation themselves and say, hey, you know, well, we have this call center. And so just sell one product, why not sell 10, right? Uh, USA sells a couple billion dollars in premium on their independent channel. You know, if now USA remember, here is Safeco, here is Progressive, here is Nationwide. I think, you know, you're going to see more and more carriers do that, try to build their own operations. And, you know, states like Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, New York, California, you will see a lot more yes pop up. And I think that's where InsurTech might shine. They build themselves a much flexible risk models 
and um, versus the big ship that take a long term, long time to, sh to turn. I wish some of our amazing insurance professional would go into the government world. Your state department of insurance could use you. I think a lot of state department of insurance people are run by people who are politicians, but if they are actually run by both insurance professionals, insurance actuaries, then they will know the challenges some of these carriers are facing in California and Florida and truly understand the problems. And I think just like VCs could use more insurance people, so could Department of Insurance in every state. And then they could help us make the insurance market a better place, a true free marketplace. And then that's when our industry gets better. Jeff, this has been a really interesting conversation. Anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to touch on before we wrap up? Yeah, you know, I'm always in the networking space. So anybody want to catch me, uh, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, find my handle, Jeff Shi, and then, you know, let's connect. Well, Jeff Shi, founder of InsureTech Groups, it's been great having you on. Thank you very much.